Hi, I'm Steve McGrady. I'm the co-founder of Redmunk, uh, the developer-focused industry analyst firm, and I'm here with Katon. Can you introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Katon. As Stephen said, I'm the VP of Engineering and Product for Coder, which is the uh, world leader in remote workspaces. Indeed, which is the subject of our little chat today, which is essentially about uh, cloud development environments. Uh, you know, the role, the, the sort of upsides and trade-offs, and so on. So, you know, from, from my experience, you know, way back in the day, you know, I was a developer, like every other developer, you know, sort of working off of local development environments um, that had some, some good sides, that had some things that were good, and it had some things that were, uh, let's just say, maybe not so, not so helpful. Uh, and it's been a long time, uh, certainly since I, was, since I was a developer, and a lot of things in the market have changed. Uh, you know, we've seen the rise of, of cloud and all these managed services and, and so on. Uh, but it's, it's sort of been interesting that, you know, the, the intersection of these things is still for a lot of developers controversial. Um, you know, we still see a lot of sort of folks out there that are sort of working off our local development environment. So, you know, in terms of, you know, when you look at it, you know, uh, you know, you're sort of, you are obviously in, you know, with coder, you know, sort of at this, you know, at this intersection, so let me just put the question to you: Is your or my or who, whoever's workstation next workstation is it the cloud? Yeah, I think it is. Um, my my story is similar to yours. I started writing software in the '90s. Uh, it was pretty straightforward. You got a new computer, then you got like your Red Hat or Slackware CD-ROM, and you installed Linux on there, and you got GCC or your Python interpreter. Checked out your code with CVS opened your preferred editor. For me, it was Vim. There weren't many IDEs back then. Wow, and and there's Vim. away you went. Mm, that, might be a, that might be a bit of a tangent we don't want to take. Yeah, let's not um, do that. I wrote my first thing that you could have called a cloud application in 98 and then another in 99. Um, I worked as a software engineer writing code uh, until 2013 and it was really more of the same. I mean, you'd see some of the names change. I went from CVS to Subversion to Git. Right. Um, I would download my software off the internet instead of using a CD-ROM. And then I started using an IDE instead of good old M. But, and, the, and the code bases, the code bases got bigger. But pretty much everything else was the same. We were right. building really great SaaS services. Um, email, you know, with Hotmail and Gmail and so forth. Um, Salesforce was big. There are a bunch of, you know, great marketing SaaS out there like HubSpot finding a plumber even, those were all in the cloud. They became a lot more accessible to the ordinary person. And even for the techie, it was yep. just so much easier to deal with because you didn't have to go and find a physical machine and set up the networking. You didn't have to install something and then figure out why the install didn't work. You didn't have to do a bunch of administration, upgrading and patching. You didn't have to adjust it when your company's IT policy changed. Um, you didn't have to get on tech support and read some incredibly cryptic log file to them <laughs> and help them solve your problem. You're going line by line. Okay. So now it's, you know, colon greater than sign, you know, and then it was just a lot easier to buy it with this right. simple monthly subscription. You didn't have to do like this laundry list of capital expenditures. You don't have to hire an administrator. You don't have to pay for somebody to give you a network pipe or to stick it in their rack. It was just so much better than it used to be. Now, we have seen this in the software engineering world with things in the software engineering lifecycle. GitLab is great. I've used Atlassian products a lot. 
So certainly those of us who build these services, we get a lot of benefits from SaaS. But it turns out there's not really that much that happens in the core of software engineering, where it's just one or two engineers typing code, you know, staring at the screen, working together, working alone, testing it, debugging it, figuring out what's going wrong. Then it's uh, doing the equivalent of banging rocks together, just like I was back in 1995 when I got started. That part really hasn't changed very much. All right. So, you know, if there, there are a bunch of potential different answers to this question, and obviously, depending on who we ask, we probably get, you know, 10 different answers. But, you know, in, in your experience personally, or you know, sort of at, at Coder, what's the single biggest pain point, right? What's the thing that, you know, okay, if I'm going to make the jump to a, a cloud workstation, you know, an environment in a sort of that is that is managed and hosted, what's the, you know, sort of what's the thing that's going to be most transformative for me? Yeah, the biggest pain point, it, it's, you know, it's hard for me to choose just one. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to cheat and maybe you can edit later and make it sound like I just said one. <laughs> but uh, definitely in the top three, one that people, I think, understand very deeply in software engineering, it's just the pain of getting started. There's so much you have to do just to get working on a project. You've got to, you know, get your operating system upgraded. You have to download the right tools and get the exact right versions of those tools. Um, you know, libraries, interpreters, you've got to check out your code and then try to use the inevitably out of date documentation you have to set it up. And you have to just, you know, it's, it's almost part of meeting and greeting your new teammates. Right. Hey, so-and-so said you could help me resolve this problem right. that I'm running into. Right. And it just, takes a long time. It's a big pain in the butt and it doesn't drive any happiness or business value. And this is, this is not just this one-time setup. It's, it's even more insidious because it keeps on happening because your product is going to involve and get, uh, evolve and get new dependencies. You know, you're going to have to do security upgrades of your dependencies. You're going to get different work machines. Maybe you're going to transition from x86 to uh, Apple's M1. And so, it, it turns into a drip, drip, drip at the, at the start of the process. It's a flood, yeah. but the drip never stops. You just have to keep on dealing with this. Yeah. Um, we take that away almost completely. Okay. Another one of my top three, I'd say is convenience. I can work on the same checked out version of a repository um, set up the exact same way when I'm right here in my home office, or if I'm on my laptop working from my parents' house and I barely yeah. have to think about it. I just, yep. you know, start up my editor, it connects to my remote workspace and away I go. Yep. And then okay. I think the last of my big three is consistency across the team. Every single software engineer has heard something from a coworker saying, hey, I think there might be a bug in the thing that you did. You know, you made that change 15 minutes ago. I think it's broken. And then inevitably it's like, well, I tested it. It works on my machine, Yeah. which is obviously like true. And the thing nobody ever wants to hear. He's like, yeah. oh, it does, okay, it works on your machine, but it doesn't work on my machine. It doesn't work right. in continuous integration. It doesn't work in production. And when everybody has a slightly different client machine, you know, maybe one person is on Ubuntu Linux, somebody else is on Fedora Core, or maybe right. one person is running an Intel chip versus an yep. AMD chip, or let alone something completely different like an M1 MacBook Pro. Right. Yep. So those are my big three. Okay. Maybe you can pick yep. the one you like best. <laughs> uh, the one I thought you'd go with was uh, it works on my machine because that is just the worst. Um, 
but uh, let's move on. And so quickly, you know, what's the transition like? You know, when you when you talk to developers who are, you know, in in a lot of cases accustomed to working locally and have been doing it their entire career, um, you know, how do they how do they make that jump? Right? How hard is that? What's the process like? I think it's really easy. Um, if you have custom preferences in your IDE or dot files, you may have to copy them over. Some IDEs, you can actually use a remote workspace mm -hmm. through them so you can keep your local IDE and then, yep. then you don't even have to copy the preferences. Um, and then you have to kind of make the mental switch and maybe like a little bit of retraining of your fingers when you start up to use the remote workspace instead of the local one. But yep. that's rarely more than one or two steps. And after a couple of days, you really don't even notice. It's just good. Okay. Yep. Um, I, I was new to this whole field when I joined the company, um, yep. and I've been trying to like keep my hand in writing code so I don't completely lose you know, <laughs> uh, right. the awesomeness that I had 10 years ago. Yep. And it, I was obviously a local IDE person for decades. Right. And it was just, it was easy. Okay. Well, so there, there's always trade-offs, right? Any new technology. So, you know, what are the, you know, for, for folks that are contemplating making this jump, you know, what are the... Like, how, how do you talk to them about the trade-offs and the things that, you know, maybe um, they should think about, you know, before they go this route? Yeah, I think there are two big ones that people should consider. One is that some tools are just not yet remote or cloud ready. Okay. So you have to find ways of making them work. Some are really good. Um, some of those not so good. Um, and you're not going to make, you're, you're not going to achieve success as a company by going to your customer and saying, okay, like you can get these great things, but you have to completely change how you work. You know, you've got this right. standard IDE that you're using, drop that switch over to this different one. That's the complete opposite of how we work. Right. Our product is meant to give them the absolute best of cloud development while preserving what they're familiar with today, what they're comfortable with today, what they're really productive with today. They shouldn't yep. have to make major compromises, but that also means that there are tools that are not yet ready. And so we can't promise them the great experience because this tool that they're using is just not ready to work remotely or to work in a web browser. And that's a problem that we have to figure out because we want to be able to solve this problem for those customers. But right now it's still a work in progress. Fair enough. Okay, I would so say without the, go ahead. Sorry, uh, I would say the other trade-off is you have to be online. You don't need a super yeah. fast pipe. We do yep. well on slow connections, but we don't do well on yeah. no connection. So if you're gonna be away <laughs> from the internet a lot, it's right. going to get a bit challenging. You can install our software on your own machine, yep. on your own network. And some people actually do that because they like the other features we bring, not just the mm -hmm. you know yeah, internet yeah. SaaS thing, um, but it's more effort and it doesn't bring in all of the benefits of the cloud. Right. For three letter agencies, with high security needs, it's actually perfect yeah. because they yeah. want to run disconnected from the internet. But mm -hmm. as an individual who's very plugged in, very online as we all are today, right. if you want to unplug and go spend some time in a cabin in the woods, but still write right. code, yeah, it might not work. Okay, well, that seems pretty fair. Okay, and with that, uh, I think we'll, we'll wrap up. Uh, so uh, Kate, I just wanted to say thanks so much for, for stopping by and talking to us. Yeah, happy to. You know, what we're doing, I think, is super great, and I'm really enthusiastic about it and happy to help you lead your audience to uh, the promised land. Cool. We'll have to see if my next uh, cloud environment is a, or my next uh, dev environment is a cloud. Let's check it out. Anyway, thanks so much.